Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Monday, December 26th, 2022. And this is edition number 18 of season 7. As we continue to look at the book of Joshua, we come now to the penultimate edition of season 7. We will be looking at Joshua chapter 23. Just a reminder that at the completion of the Tuesday edition, that would be December 27th, um, I will take a break from doing the devotional until January 9th, in which, at which time I will launch into season 8, and we will work our way uh, steadily through the Westminster Confession of Faith. Trust. I hope to look at that both from a theological point of view, but also um, a pastoral one. One of the things that I've often told my congregation here at Providence is that the Westminster Standards are not some dry, dusty theological work, but they are that they are theological as well as very practical, very practical, very pastoral. So I hope to demonstrate that as we go through season eight. That'll begin on Monday. January 9th, 2023. So just make a note of that. There won't be any devotionals between um, Wednesday, from Wednesday, December um, 28th through um, January 8th of the new year. Today we find ourselves in Joshua chapter 23. Let's pray together and then we'll look at this, um, this very important chapter in the narrative. Let's pray. Father, as we now look to your word, we do so with uh, the trust and hope that you will remember your promises to your people, that you will teach us by your word. We thank you for it. We thank you that it guides our steps, that it is our daily bread. We pray that we would drink deeply from the well that is your word. We pray that we would not only hear these things, but we would seek to do them as well. May you bless our time May you forgive us for our sins and help us now for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Joshua chapter 23 comes, uh, of course, very much at the end of the narrative. It comes at the end of the narrative of Joshua and really comes very much at the end, towards the end of Joshua's life. His time of leading the people of Israel is coming to a close, and he has some final things to communicate to the people before he, um, before he uh, passes from this Life. This is this chapter really comprises this comprises the second of three assemblies that Joshua demands of the people. The first one is in uh, is in chapter twenty two that we've already considered. The next one will be in the final chapter, chapter uh, twenty four. But here in this chapter, we have uh, in summary fashion, we have the faithfulness of God demonstrated. And now we know that because of the way in which Joshua presents the issues to the people. He uh, reminds them of the ways in which the Lord has cared for them. Joshua summoned all the all Israel, its elders, its heads, its judges and officers, and he said to them, I am now old and well advanced in years, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. For it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. And then in verse 9, verses 9 and 10, again, the Lord has driven out before you great and strong nations, and as for you, no man has been able to stand before you to this day. One man of you puts to flight a thousand, since it is the Lord your God who fights for you, just as he promised you. 
And so he reminds the people of the way in which God has been very faithful uh, to them in the taking of the nations. The people were driven out by the Lord in the constant fulfillment of God's promises. Not one word of the Lord failed. Now this is a good reminder to us as we consider um, the faithfulness of God towards us. There's gonna, there are going to be times in our lives as we pilgrim to our heavenly rest, as we pilgrim to that place that God has prepared for us, that we will have ups and downs, we will have struggles, we will have successes. There'll be much that'll happen over the course of our lives. But we must remember in those darker times and those dark providences that come to us of the many, many ways in which God has been faithful. As we remember by looking back backwards and, and seeing how God has cared and uh, cared for us and has taken care of us throughout all of our years. One of the things that I enjoy doing is keeping a journal, a diary, um, and write down various thoughts and, uh, and various things that come to mind as I work through the day and through the week. And it is of interest because then as you look back through that, you might see uh, by reminder, by way of reminder, the many different ways in which God has carried you through various issues that have happened perhaps over the last year. And so, God, so Joshua reminds the people of the way in which the Lord has been faithful. Now, they are the benefactors of this faithfulness. There's no question God is faithful to his people. He is especially faithful to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we count on that. We know that God has promised to be that way for us. And so we trust it, and Joshua reminds them of these things. But as a response to God's faithfulness, we also know that we are called to be faithful. One of the things that we all long to hear, I suspect, as a child of God, is uh, on that great day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And we must then, therefore, be faithful to our faithful God. And Joshua gives them a number of exhortations here in this sermon, if you, if you will, uh, in this chapter, he first reminds them to be faithful to God's law. He says that in verse 6, when he tells them, Be very strong to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, turning aside from it neither to the right hand nor to the left. Now this is very much words that echo the very opening chapter of the book, where God tells Joshua this very thing, and now he tells the people of God this very thing. Now, the object, of course, of this faithfulness is that we should be faithful to the, to the very law of God. We should be faithful to the word of God. That, is, of course, mean, that, of course, means that we must commit to reading it. We must commit to being in it. We must commit to understanding it, to knowing it, to, um, uh, to framing our entire lives with it. Now, I don't need to tell you, we live in a very difficult world and we live in a very difficult time. And, and, I, and I'm troubled, frankly, at some of the things that I witness, even among God's people, um, the amount of hours they give to social media, the amount of hours they give to their smartphones, the amount of hours they give to video games, and the amount of hours they give to a host of things that in themselves are not necessarily wrong. But when it comes to the Word of God, they spend so little time in it, and then they wonder why their lives end up going sideways. We're supposed to seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and we can't do that if we're spending all of our time Frittering it, away, frittering it away on senseless pursuits and really worthless pursuits. 
Again, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. There's nothing wrong in itself with video games. There's nothing wrong in itself with frequenting social media, Facebook, and whatever. I do those things. But the point remains is that as we evaluate our time and our faithfulness to the Lord, if we're not in His Word, we can't possibly be faithful to what He has told us. He then reminds them to be faithful to maintain holiness. Now, this comes from being, of course, very mindful of God's Word, being a student of God's Word. Verses 7 and 8. Uh, There we read that you may not mix with these nations remaining among you or to make mention of the names of their gods or swear by them or serve them or bow down to them, but you shall cling to the Lord your God just as you've done to this day. In a word, they are to be holy. They are to be set apart. They are to be different from the world around them. Again, it is troubling at times to see the people of God who name the Lord Jesus Christ to live very much like the world. They have no regard for the Lord's Day. Uh, as I'm recording this devotional, you, you'll see this after Christmas Day, but there's debate among evangelicals about whether they should even have, the Lord, have worship on the Lord's Day because it's Christmas Day. My friends, that is backwards thinking. That is not a mark of faithfulness, nor is it a mark of, a, of, of, of one who has a desire to live a holy life. It is the Lord's Day, and we are to gather with God's people. And so Joshua reminds them, don't intermingle with these people. And put a different way for our time and space, we are not to make great friends with the world. Take our counsel from the wicked, Psalm 1. We are to take our counsel from godly men, elders, pastors, godly people in our lives. We are to be different from them. Because we are different. We have been set apart by the Lord himself. We belong to him. The third exhortation is he says to be faithful to love God. Verses 11 and 12. Be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. For if you turn back and cling to the remnant of these nations remaining among you and make marriages with them so that you associate with them and they with you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. But they shall be a snare and a trap for you. Now, there's a good example of this, of course, in, in, in the biblical record. Uh, King Solomon, who started out really well and ended up really bad because he intermingled, he intermarried, and ended up having his heart turned away from the living and true God. And as we make friends with the world, we will find ourselves at odds with God himself. The writer uh, uh, James, uh, when, when he when he warns uh, the 12 tribes there in, in his letter in the New Testament, he, he says as much in chapter 4. He says, uh, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And so we must be very careful about this matter. And so these three things, be faithful to God's law, that is, uh, understand the Word of God, read it, meditate upon it, take notes about your reading, study it deeply, be in worship on the Lord's Day and listen to the primary and ordinary means of grace, the preaching of the Word, uh, crafted, I, I hope, by a man who's been called by the Lord to care for your soul and who is probably writing those sermons with you in mind. I know that's what I do. 
for my people, I think about their lives. I think about their struggles and their successes, the things that they need to be rebuked about, the things that they need to be encouraged about. All these things are important part of being faithful to God's law, His Word, being faithful to maintain holiness, and being faithful to love the Lord our God. Now embedded in these exhortations are a couple warnings. One is that if we God's people will not do these things. He will discipline them. God will discipline the unfaithful among his people. Hebrews chapter 12. And then he will also destroy those who are the tares and the goats of his people. And every church has them. He will remove them. He will take them away from his sheep. He will purge his church. And he will take the pretenders, the fakers, the ones who are Christians in name only out of the midst of the people. We see that in uh, in verses 13 through 16, 13 and 16 of this chapter. So these things, vitally important, offered to you in a devotional manner, uh, trusting that you'll ponder them more, even as you enter a new year, that you'll make these commitments to be faithful to God's word, to maintain holiness, to love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Just three things to leave you with as we close for today. Reflect on God's faithfulness to you as you close out this year. Reflect on how God has been faithful to you, to your family, over the last 12 months. Remind yourself of the undying love and faithfulness of God to you. He has been faithful to you even when you have been unfaithful. And then renew your love to Him for all that He has done for you. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we complete season seven, look at Joshua chapter 24. May the Lord help you today. May you walk in holiness and godliness. May you be faithful to him. God bless.